Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Vax or Die, written by Bob Ramsey. Jean and I are newbie road trippers. Last summer, we strapped our kayaks to the roof of our car and set out to Lake Superior from what was once our cottage on Georgian Bay, which the pandemic had transformed into our sanctuary home. At least, that's what the real estate people call it. On fabled Highway 17 from Sudbury to Sault Ste. Marie and points northwest, COVID had closed most motels and restaurants. Provincial campgrounds were packed, though, and we'd wait for good luck to bless us with a cancellation so we could pitch our tent for the night. This year, the world is open, and we've expanded our road trips. This time, we drove from Vancouver north to Smithers, and from there east to Jasper, then south to Banff. We'd seen not a single forest fire, nor whiffed even a scent of smoke along the way. In fact, the skies were not smoky all day. As we drove into Jasper last Friday evening, large crowds packed the streets, bars and restaurants. Most of these people weren't masked. We found this odd and disturbing, because while there were no fires, something else was raging through both B.C. and Alberta, the Delta variant. Did these people not get the news? We checked into our hotel and went for a walk, scouting out where to have dinner. We were soon engulfed in Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds, which was written in 1841 by Scottish journalist Charles Mackay. He was the first to note that people in large crowds behave by different rules than small groups and individuals. So, just as if we see large numbers of people wearing masks, we'll be more tempted to put on our own mask. If we see no one wearing masks, we'll be more tempted to leave our mask off. They must have better information and risk assessment capabilities than we do. And, in a perverse way, since they're confident in their safety without masks, we are too. Then Jean got a text from a friend saying she'd seen my Instagram post mentioning that we were in Jasper and could we call her son, who was working for a hotel here during the summer. We knew him, a bright young man in his mid-twenties, and were happy to call and say hi. We were headed to Banff the next morning, so getting together in person wouldn't work. Then his mom texted again to say that he'd had a positive COVID test and was resting in his long-term motel room in Jasper. Could Jean check in by phone and just make sure he was okay? She called right away and got his voicemail. Called again an hour later, then his mom called to say she'd reached him and he was very, very tired and would call Jean in the morning. Jean finally reached him on Saturday morning, and it was clear he was very sick. 
She told him to tell at least a handful of his friends staying in the same motel to check in on him at least twice a day and to call his mom twice a day and to answer his phone when it rang, no matter how much he didn't want to. She told him not to try to get to the hospital by himself if he was feeling worse, but to call 911. Later, she delivered to his front door a package of Tylenol, ibuprofen and Gatorade along with some detailed handwritten instructions on how and when to take them. She ended her note by saying, if things get worse, don't be proud. Call 911. Saturday and Sunday, he felt like hell, slept a lot, but didn't get worse. He described it to his mom later as the worst flu I've ever had. How did this bright young man get COVID? He wasn't vaccinated, of course. He was young and cocky, just as bad as his pride around being immune to COVID was his pride after he got COVID. He seemed more afraid of being embarrassed than of recovering. Now, this particular COVID story didn't have a tragic ending, though it could have. But it turned my mind to a particular mental affliction of the young, one that can have gruesome consequences. That, of course, is invincibility. And all of us who made it out of adolescence know its allure. The problem is that today, it's much riskier to be young than when we were young. Society not only can't intervene when you're young and acting dumb, it can be punished when you are. I remember during the SARS crisis in Toronto in 2003, the late Dr. Sheila Basrer and Ontario Chief Coroner James Young were giving their daily press briefings. A journalist asked what the government would do about the teenage boy who, diagnosed with SARS, refused to stay inside his home because he wanted to go outside. Dr. Young stepped to the microphone and said, Please tell that young man if he goes outside, we will chain him to his bed. I know, I know. That's a ridiculous old guy thought for me to have when thinking about how to stop the spread of COVID in 2021. But as I see the extraordinary delusion of so many young people in thinking they're immune precisely because they're young, I want to weep. True, the phrase, the good die young, is meant to give comfort and not explanation. But sadly, COVID allows all kinds of other words to take the place of good. And that is not good. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com. <laughs>